and Shadow, a podcast about the complex themes presented in the horror genre. I'm your host, Nicole, and it's time to share another dark tale. Hey, everybody. Today's episode is going to be a little different than what I originally had planned. Uh, Life has been a little busy and it continues to be busy as um, I'm trying to wrap up lots of work and prepare to go out of town for a while. But I did not want to leave you all with no episode this month. So I have decided to uh, just catch up, give you guys some updates on what I'm watching, what's coming soon, and also just give you some recommendations because uh, I don't often have a good place in my normal episodes to shout out to people and and give recommendations. So I'm going to take some time to do that now. Admittedly, I have not really watched much horror lately, and I didn't really realize that until I sat down to think about, oh, well, what recommendations do I have? And I thought, I've not watched much lately. Um, But I do have a really great TV recommendation, and that is Chernobyl on HBO. I uh, first saw like a trailer when I was watching something else on HBO, and I thought, Ooh, that'll be interesting because I've always been kind of fascinated by that whole event. Uh, but I never really knew much about the history of it. And so while not horror, the show Chernobyl is pretty terrifying, uh, but also beautiful. The cast is great. It's shot beautifully. The score is fantastic and also haunting. And the whole show is just like full of dread Um, Of course, it's about the nuclear meltdown that happened at the Chernobyl power plant in Ukraine in the late 80s. You know, they knew that it was bad, but now knowing what we know, how bad it was and how bad it was going to be, just watching these characters go through it is just so terrifying. So uh, if you're not watching that, do check it out. It's only five episodes long. I believe the last episode aired last night, and I will be watching it tonight. So I'm very excited to see how that ends. I also want to take a moment to give a couple of podcast recommendations because, um, you know, I sit at a desk all day and I listen to podcasts a lot. Um, There are a bunch that I could recommend, but I'm going to keep it kind of simple today. I'm going to give you my favorite storytelling podcast and my favorite horror review podcast. So my favorite horror storytelling podcast is Knife Point Horror. It's um, it's just a great show. It's kind of a show. It's a great podcast. It's kind of like sitting around a campfire listening to scary stories. Uh, the narrator and creator, his name is Soren Narnia, and like his voice is just like very soothing and very calm. And sometimes you have to listen to the episodes more than once to really understand the whole plot of what's going on. Uh, It's very slow burn. It's just kind of unsettling, Um, but it's great. It's really, really great. So check out Knife Point Horror. And then, you know, I don't really do a lot of horror review on my show. I mean, naturally, when I talk about films, I critique them to some extent, but that's not really what I'm here for. Uh, But I do enjoy horror review shows. And so um, if you would like to hear more of that, I recommend Straight Chilling. 
I'm a little biased because I've been on their podcast a couple of times, but it really is a great show. I've watched it grow over the years. The guys have a great chemistry. They've been friends for a long time. And if you listen to it long enough, like you get their inside jokes and you start to feel like you're one of the gang. Um, And they do a really cool thing. They have a Slack channel that you can be a part of, um, which is great because that's where I do a lot of discussion about um, about film. They do like the latest and the greatest. So when a brand new horror movie comes out, you know, Street Chilling is going to review it that week, the next week. Um, So definitely listen to them. For the main attraction today, I want to give you my recommendations for summer films. Summer is probably my least favorite season. Like most horror nerds, you know, I'm a fan of fall. But I live in Florida, um, so it's like literally summer all the time. And the heat and the relentless sunshine sometimes drives me a little crazy. It rained earlier for about an hour, and it just made me super happy and recharged me. (laughs) But um, there are some really great horror movies that I think are, are fantastic for summertime viewing. And I think these movies really help us get through this season until we start to usher into fall, like later September. So this is this recommendation list is based on a blog I wrote a couple years ago, and I will link that so that you can read the whole thing if you want. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of a quicker version of it today. My summer film recommendations, it's split into kind of three sections. I have tourist trap movies, I have heat stroke movies, and I have a really cheesy category called slaycation, and that's about vacation gone wrong. And there's just some really good stuff in here. So we'll start out with tourist trap, and these films are all ones that take place in like quaint little towns that are like dead the rest of the year, but when summertime hits, all of the tourists show up to have a good time and these places seem like very safe vanilla little towns but bad things happen there so the first tourist trap horror movie that i love is of course jaws and of course jaws takes place in the little town of amity island it's just picturesque and their mayor wears like suits with anchors on them but of course I don't need to go into the details of what happens with Jaws because it's one of the best movies ever made and it's debatable whether or not it's a horror movie, but I think it's a classic and it's one that I feel like you can watch like with your family or like some normies. Like it's just a good classic summer movie that happens to have horrific elements in it. Similar to Jaws, this one is a lot less known, but it also takes place in a little summer town and it also has horror that comes from underneath the ocean and that movie is the bay the bay is a found footage horror movie and i watched it kind of not expecting it to be very good and then i ended up really liking it a lot i won't give too much away but it basically takes place over a fourth of july celebration and there's something in the water that starts to affect people So it's kind of like a monster movie, and it's also kind of like body horror. The Bay, check it out. The next tourist trap movie is a classic one that, again, I probably don't need to say much about, and that is The Lost Boys. 
takes place on the Santa Carla boardwalk. You think you're going to go to the boardwalk. You're going to have some cotton candy. You're going to ride the Ferris wheel. And, oh, wait, there are vampires there. The Lost Boys could be on several of my best of horror lists. It's probably one of my favorite horror movies just in general. I think it's so fun and it has great style. Um, And I just, I've been watching it for 30 years and I still love it and it never gets old. So the last one in my tourist trapped category is Frank Darabont's The Mist, which of course is a Stephen King adaptation. And it's a great one. Um, It's about these people that live in this little touristy town. Um, They live there year round, but there are people who come there and just live there in the summer. And one of them is an artist named David Drayton. And he goes to the grocery store with his son right about the time this strange mist is rolling in after a storm. And spoiler alert, there are monsters in the mist. It's not really that big of a spoiler. It's a pretty generic plot point. But uh, it's it's really great. I mean, if you like Frank Darabont, if you've seen The Green Mile or Shawshank Redemption, it's not as cinematic as those. But he's just a really great storyteller. And the ending of this movie is like crushing which I really appreciate. And I'll probably talk about that more later. I would like to do a whole episode on crushing endings. So we'll talk about this one a little more later. But also, if you can find The Mist in black and white, that is the best way to watch it because it kind of watches like a drive-in movie from the 50s with these big creatures in black and white. So try to find that if you can. You're gonna need a bigger boat. Okay, on to the next category, which is heat stroke. And as I've already mentioned, the unrelenting heat kind of drives me a little crazy. And so all of these movies have that kind of through line of it being hot, of it being broad daylight, and how it drives you a little nuts. And also, I feel like when you're traveling in the summer, like maybe you're on a road trip. But like, just think about sometimes when you're on a road trip and you're kind of in the middle of nowhere between point A and point B, just think about like if you ran out of gas and you didn't have water, like I feel like things could get ugly pretty fast. So the first heat stroke movie is again, a horror classic that belongs on a lot of lists. And that is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, fantastic. And I think the Texas Chainsaw Massacre might be, well, I can't say it was the first, but I'm sure it was one of the first horror movies to scare you in broad daylight. You know, it does fit a lot of the the slasher formula, but at the same time, it's very unique and, you know, does things differently. So I'm not going to talk too much about that, but check out Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, by the way, I shouldn't have to say this, but the one from 73, 74, not the one, not the new one, not the one from the 2000s. I mean, you can watch that one, but you better have seen the original one first. In the same vein as Texas Chainsaw Massacre is The Hills Have Eyes. And the original one came out in 73. But I would actually recommend the remake in this case, which you will hardly ever hear any horror fans say. But the original Hills Have Eyes is brutal, but it's also just a little silly. So check out the one from 2008, 2010. I don't remember, but it's from the 2000s. And uh, it's about a family that, kind of similar to Texas Chainsaw, they're driving through the desert, and they have a breakdown. And they encounter a group of basically radioactive cannibals. 
it turns into this like brutal, bloody fight for survival that is really great. Uh, now, I will give you a little disclaimer. There's one scene in this movie that I will not watch. Um, it's a particular scene. There's an, an assault in the RV. Uh, and even though I love this movie and I love how brutal it is, I just can't go there. So maybe Google that before you watch it, just so you know where to, where to skip over. But a great one, nonetheless. And the last movie in my heat stroke category is something that is, I feel like, not very well known, but I have heard almost nothing but good things about it. Um, I've watched it two or three times, and uh, I've kind of pulled more stuff out of it every time I watch it. And that movie is Triangle. It's about a woman who goes sailing with a group of friends, and they encounter this ghost ship just like out in the middle of the ocean. And there's a storm, so they get off their little sailboat that's not safe, and they go onto this ghost ship, and things just get weird. Things just get weird. And it's uh, it's very much like a psychological thriller, but again, it has that, just that sort of uh, feeling of just like hot heat, broad daylight. Uh, you're not sure if your main character is like sane or not. You're not sure if you can trust what she's seeing. I don't know if slow burn is the right for, word for it. It just, it is kind of a slower psychological thriller. So again, that might be one to watch with people who aren't usually into horror, but are in the mood for something just a little edgy. For them, an idyllic summer afternoon drive became a nightmare. So the last section in my summer recommends is the aforementioned slaycation. And this category is about... You know, you're looking forward to vacation, you want to get out of your normal element, you just want to relax, you want to have fun, but wait, something horrible is going to happen to you. And the first one, again, it's a classic. I keep, I always start, I have a kind of a trend to start these out with classics. Friday the 13th, you know, you're a teenager, you're like, summer job, I'm going to go out to this cabin, I'm going to hang out with my friends. I'm going to have fun and I'm going to make some money while I'm at it. Um, But you didn't know that there was a murderer. And while you're just trying to have fun with your friends, y'all going to get murdered. Uh, And I I put the original Friday the 13th on here. I really like a lot of the series. One through three, I think, are all good. Two is my favorite. But I feel like for this list, the original Friday the 13th is great. Especially like they start out the movie with like the camp camp counselors are like sitting around singing songs and uh I can't remember if it's in this one but definitely in the second one there's people like sitting around a campfire telling scary stories so it's just very appropriately summer the next one on my slaycation list is real weird you may or may not have heard of it but it is called escape from tomorrow it is a film that was infamously illegally shot uh, almost exclusively at Walt Disney World. Parts of it were at Disneyland, but most of it was at Disney World. And uh, because of that, this movie is real strange. It's in black and white because obviously they couldn't control the lighting when they snuck their cameras into Disney World. So they made it all black and white to kind of help gloss over some of that. So it does feel kind of, well, not kind of, it feels low budget. Uh, But the fact that they even were able to pull this off is in itself amazing. 
and makes this movie to me very fascinating. Uh, but it's about a man and his family on their Disney vacation and he just starts seeing really strange things and we're not sure like is this real is it not real we watch him get some really bad news and just be sort of disillusioned with his life and we're so we're just we're like him we're like what is happening but it's very creepy especially if you are a Disney fan I feel like you can really appreciate this movie and I will probably be talking about it more at some point uh I'll probably be doing possibly a whole episode about the creepiness at Disney because a lot of weird things have happened there. (laughs) And uh, the tagline of this movie actually is bad things happen everywhere. And I find that especially ominous when you frame it in the sparkly world of Disney World. And the last Slaycation movie and the last horror recommendation I have is The Ruins. And The Ruins is a movie that looked like your typical teen slasher in the mid to late 2000s. I can't, I didn't seek it out. It was probably just like on TV or something. And I was like, meh, okay, I'm gonna watch it. But it's about uh, a group of friends that go to Mexico, which, you know, going to a foreign country in and of itself, there's a lot of horror that sort of deals with that. They go to this trip on this trip to Mexico, and they end up going to see this really cool old temple, ancient ruins. And when they get there, there's basically, well, I don't want to spoil it, but there's something, they get up to the top of this temple, and there's something up there that prevents them from leaving. And things get real dicey and real gory. So this one is more of like in that teen slasher vein, but I feel like it's not just your typical formula. And uh, I later learned that it was based on a book and I thought, well, that's probably why it's a little better. Uh, I haven't read the book yet, but I am kind of interested to read it and see how the book is as compared to like, you know, good looking teenagers stuck on top of a temple. But anyway, I, I still think it's it's worth a watch. So as you're prepping for summer vacation or if you're just sitting at home bored or you're like, I can't handle this summer, when is fall going to be here? Hopefully you'll have access to some of these films. Hopefully, Hopefully you'll watch something you haven't seen before and maybe find some new favorites. But uh, these things kind of help keep me sane during the summer months and I hope that they will do the same for you. So even though I was not able to do the episode as planned this month, I am very excited about it and about what else is coming this, uh, I guess, the rest of the year. Really, I have uh, most of the year planned out. Um, So Dark Carnival was supposed to be this month, and uh, it is underway. Very excited about that. Um, Then I'm going to be doing Folk Horror. What is it? what films fall into it, what does it mean, what's coming up. I think it's, I think folk horror was big in the 60s and 70s, and I think it's coming back in a big way. So you need to go see Midsummer, directed by Ari Aster in July. He's the one who did Hereditary, and it's very much folk horror. So I will be talking about it, even though I don't always talk about new movies. I will be talking about it when I do folk horror. And also coming up is Deal with the Devil, which is going to talk about the Robert Johnson 
kind of myth about how he sold his soul to the devil at the crossroads to be a good guitar player. If you've not heard that story, check it out. Also watch uh, Devil at the Crossroads on Netflix in preparation for that. And then it will also, of course, cover films in which people have made a deal with the devil. And then I'm also going to be doing an episode on The Boogeyman, which is also based on a blog post that I wrote, but I will be going deeper into that. And I believe that will be showing up right about the time we get the It Chapter 2. So I don't know of a bigger boogeyman than Pennywise, the dancing clown. So I think that will be a great one. And before I go, I just want to say thank you. Uh, Again, I don't always have a, a great natural place to do this on my normal episodes, but thank you for listening. It is amazing. I haven't gotten, you know, a ton of feedback, but I've had several people contact me across numerous channels and tell me, that they're listening, that they really enjoy the show, that they can't wait for the next episode. And that is just such a big deal to me. Um, You guys really don't know how much it means when you reach out and say hi. If you like the show, and I say this on every outro, you hear this, but if you like the show, like, please, please, please go on iTunes and give it a star rating. And if you have like a couple more minutes, if you could actually write a review about why you like it, that's just, that's a really big deal that, you know, makes my rating go up. It helps other people find the show. It makes me feel good. (laughs) So for everyone who has already done that, thank you so much. And um, anybody who does do it in the future, I really appreciate it. And also like, send me a message, like DM me on Instagram, send me a message on Facebook. I have an email that I hardly ever check. (laughs) Sorry if you reached out there. Um, But I always love hearing from listeners, always. And if you have like a suggestion for a particular topic that you think is interesting, like shoot it my way. If I also think it's interesting, like maybe I'll do an episode on it. Um, And I also have a Patreon. So, you know, if you have some dollars, throw those my way. But um, even just just hearing from you is is a big deal. So (laughs) if you go the extra mile and give to my Patreon, that's like, whoa. Another person that I want to thank is the illustrator that I have started to collaborate with on episode artwork, and her name is Sunny, Sunny Balliette, and I reached out to her because her illustration style is just really cool, and you know, she likes dark stuff like I do, and she's a horror nerd like I am, and she's just, her illustrations are just incredibly neat, and so... I reached out to her and was like, hey, like, how would you like to do a collaboration? And she jumped at it. And so uh, it's just been really great to have her talent on the show. And, uh, you know, we've gotten to spend more time together and actually become like little nerdy art horror friends. And so thank you, Sunny, for contributing. And um, I can't wait to see what we continue to do together with this podcast and your illustrations. So you guys be safe. As you're venturing on your road trips, on your summer vacations, just remember that adventure goes hand in hand with danger and you can never be too sure that you won't encounter a little of both while vacationing this summer. Thanks for tuning in. You can find the show on Instagram and Facebook at Light and Shadow Pod sign up to become a supporter on Patreon for early access to all episodes and more. 
please rate, review, and subscribe to help other people find the show. Until next time, stay spooky. strange